You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey, Bills Mafia. We know there's only one topic every day. All Bills, all the time. And now Matt Bovey and Sal Capaccio are going really deep, talking bills all year long, because it's always game day in Buffalo. Hey, hey, welcome back, Sal and Matt together again. You had me for one last week. You had him for one last week, and now you got us both together. We're back. We're back from London. How did you handle the plane ride back and the recovering and the jet lag and the time change coming back to the u.s okay so i have always been jealous of you on the charter i have never been more jealous than i was on sunday when you guys were already back in the air because would you get back to buffalo around midnight on sunday is that what it was we we landed midnight sunday night into monday morning yes okay now i don't know because i have not been on the plane do you have live TV on the plane or is it just like movies and everything? It depends on the plane, but this year, the last couple of years, we have not. We'd used to, depending on which charter company they used. Um, uh-huh. But in this particular flight, we did not have live, just entertainment. But we do have internet and I can keep up with like the Sunday night game on the internet, but yeah. I can't watch it live. Okay, so that's what I was going to say. I was going to say, man... I would imagine you tried to sleep as much as possible, but even if you didn't, if you had live TV, you could just basically sit there and watch TV and watch some of the one o'clock games, the four o'clock games, the eight o'clock game. Yeah. So no, I'm, I'm not acclimated yet. I was very fortunate that I was able to take an extra day as a vacation coming back. So the Monday following the game, I did not work. I stayed in London and I had my family there and we did some tourist stuff and we went to a nice dinner and that was kind of my day to explore the city. So we came back on Tuesday, which means Tuesday and Wednesday, like I, this is all a blur. I have no idea 
my body clock has no idea what time it is. I see what time it is, but I don't feel like that's the time. I still feel like I'm in London, even though I'm back here. And by the time I get used to it, then it'll be time for a Sunday night football game, which also throws everything off because then we'll be like recording a podcast at three 30 in the morning in the press box and wondering what day it is then. Yeah. And for me, it took two days as well. I think Wednesday, the time today is Wednesday. We are recording this podcast for everybody. Mm-hmm. I'm finally kind of feeling normal again. I did not on Monday or Tuesday uh, with the with the leg. And, you know, people said that, Matt. They said you it, it hurt it. You you impact feel you feel it more. It impacts you more when you come this way back versus when you go there. Now, we've talked about maybe that impacting the bills, of course, on the way there. And I don't know if there's any way to quantify how they played, what happened with exactly them going over there. But I will tell you that it did turn out to be true for me that on the way back, I felt it more than I did on the way there. Huh. On the way back, you see, I actually feel the opposite. I think that I felt it worse going than coming back because I thought I'm not somebody who can sleep on a plane. So this is why I set myself up for failure going there. You know, even though I travel a lot, I still get like, I don't want to say anxious in a bad way, but when I know I have to wake up for a flight, I never get a great night's sleep because I'm always thinking about waking up. So we had a 6 a.m. flight out of Buffalo the day we left. I think I slept the night before maybe three hours maximum. Mm. And then, so I'm already overtired. And then I get on a plane. I don't sleep at all because I can't sleep on airplanes. And then you get to London and your body's all out of whack. So for me, it was much harder going than it is coming back. All right. No, I I, I totally get that. And I think everybody's body is different, obviously. And there's been a lot of talk about, you know, the the game, the way it played out and the bills leaving on Thursday night into Friday morning. Now we will have this same scenario this week where you'll have a team, the Baltimore Ravens leaving Mm -hmm. early. The Ravens actually left, I think Monday to play their game this coming Sunday in London, whereas the Titans are doing what the bills did. I think leaving Mm -hmm. Thursday night into Friday morning. I know it's much later. So I do think it's interesting. We'll get kind of a little bit more of a sample on, you know, teams doing certain things. I still don't know if there's any way to quantify them playing a certain way. Although Maurice, I'm sorry, I was going to say Maurice Jones drew Jacksonville Jaguars. Although um, Travis Etienne uh, did say he felt that it was an advantage for the Jags to have been there all week after he know how he felt on Sunday, the first game they played versus the second game they played when they were there all week. Yeah, I think there's something to it. But at the same time, I don't think that's why they lost. I think they lost because they got out coached and they got outplayed. Maybe they were not a hundred percent ready right out of the jump. But the thing that I said on the last episode of the podcast and even on a couple of radio hits that I've done since, I don't know, is Kair Elam a better cornerback if he gets there a day earlier and they don't right. get beat by Calvin Ridley? Is Micah Hyde right. all of a sudden faster on an extra day's rest going up against Calvin Ridley on the sideline? Is the offense quicker out of the gate and makes better decisions because they were there a day early. I mean, some of the things that maybe, but I don't know that that seems far. It it seems too convenient. It seems like after every, I think the first two things don't, but I think the last one might, I mean, you had an offense that was very sluggish. You had an offense that had not, had not punted much at all. And then suddenly goes three and out their first four drives. You have James cook dropping the third play of the game, dropping a pass right in his hands. Mm -hmm. Like are those things that, if you're in a different state of mind, if you're there earlier, I don't know. And I don't know the answer to that. I really don't. And that's why I say, I agree with you that there's no way to draw that direct correlation. Right. And, but I will tell you this, what I do think was the, I don't want it to sound like sour grapes. I know how it sounds when I say this, 
But I always I thought it was weird that the Bills have the home game. It's their home game. Yeah. Yet they're the team that has to go out second, where the Jags are the team that gets there to stay there after a week. And I think that was a bit of an advantage for the Jags to be there for that week. And what is the Bills' home game? Maybe next time you reverse it. Like if you're going to have a team out there for two weeks, have it be their second game would be their home game. Their first mm-hmm. game would be the away game. So the Jags would basically be playing the Bills the first time, the first week, and then staying out there to play, if that all makes sense. I no, guess. it absolutely makes sense. Listen, from a football standpoint, I understand why this is a big deal from a league standpoint. The teams cannot say this. I can say this. The Buffalo Bills do not want to be going to London to play a football game, especially a home game. They don't want to do that. So why should they be punished doubly <laughs> by having to go there and also having to do it as a home game? It, it doesn't make sense. It's a cool experience. I just got a trip to London, right? Like, I'm not the one complaining. It's incredible. I love that the league does this. I think that the fan base over there is really growing. But, you know, we took a tour of the stadium over there at Tottenham, and the tour guide, incredible. I think his name was John. John was telling us, he was walking around the tour, and we did this big private tour, and he was talking about how if the NFL ever comes to London full-time, he doesn't think the team would be fully based in London. He's like, I think they would play their home games here, and I think they would play back-to-back games, and they would stay kind of like the Jags did this time, and then they would go back to the States, and then they would play two games on the road, be headquartered in whatever city they're headquartered in, and then come back and do it again and just keep that rotation. And I was sitting there thinking, and I'm like, what player in their right mind would want to voluntarily sign up for this? I don't think if you, you were pay a, free, a lot more money, <laughs> if you were a free agent, you would have to pay that person yeah. so much money to say like, yes. Hey, yeah, you know, let's just say, for example, you're based in Jacksonville, but you play your home games at Tottenham. So you're going to be over there for a week and a half. The way John explained it, he was like, you could have a full-time NFL team here and they could actually only spend like two months of the year in London. And I'm like, I see the point that you're trying to make that it can be done and can be convenient, but it just isn't convenient. Love going to London, love exploring the world. Super fortunate that I get to do that stuff. But as I was walking through the airport yesterday after like a 16 or 17 hour day going to my connection, I'm like, man, is it so convenient when the Bills play the Jets and I just take the direct out right. to go home or the Ravens or anything on the East Coast, really? It's like, man, that is so convenient. And this is so inconvenient. Hey, it's Sal Capaccio from It's Always Game Day in Buffalo. It's not just a podcast. It's the 25th hour of your day, your weekly source for all things Buffalo Bills. Right on time, your time. In the car, navigate the streets with NFL wisdom in your ear. We accompany every errand you need to run. Washing the windows or vacuuming the carpets? Don't just clean, conquer. Podcasts make you more productive because we fit perfectly into your schedule. Follow It's Always Game Day in Buffalo in the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, Matt, I mean, I'll tell you, you were talking about being on the charter and it is way more convenient, but even on the charter, like we landed at 12, we didn't get out of the airport until probably 1245 because you, we still had to go through customs and do all that stuff because it is an international flight. They have to check a lot of things. It was much more of a screening process in London than we ever have here in the United States when the team is leaving to go places or arriving places. So all of that mattered. And I could absolutely understand what you're saying about that. It was, it was a, uh, it was a great trip. Outside of the loss and, of course, the injuries, which is kind of where we're left here as we head into Sunday Night Football against the Giants, looking at the Bills' injury report and knowing the roster moves they've made. The two big ones, Matt Milano, Daquan Jones. This is a week after they lose Tredavious White. I would argue, Matt, that they may have lost their three best defenders and one at each level. 
maybe their best interior defender in Daquan Jones this year, their best linebacker, definitely in Matt Milano, and their best cornerback in Tredavious White. I don't know how this team overcomes it, but you have to pick up the pieces. You have to move on. You have to go forward and do your best. And they're not going to cancel the season for it. This is why you have a 53-man roster and a practice squad. This is why you develop players over the years. But it's going to be tough sledding, and now they're going to be relying upon guys like Dorian Williams and Tyrell Mm -hmm. Dodson at linebacker to fill in for Matt Milano, and we'll see where it goes for less. Let's start there. Let's start with the linebacker spot, Dorian Williams. I loved what I saw for him flying around the field, but he was a little out of control. It's why they put Tyrell Dotson a little bit later. I, I think Dorian Williams can be pretty good. He's just going to need some reps. He's not going to be Matt Milano, but I do think he'd be pretty good, and he could be a guy that can make some plays. Doesn't it feel like this should be one of those things where they don't have a set guy as their normal starter? Maybe on a passing down, you have Dorian Williams because you like his speed, you like his range, but then on a running down, you have Tyrell Dodson come in, and then you know if they do something that throws you off guard, then you just have to live with it. I, I don't feel like this should be... Going into the season, we were always talking who is going to play next to Matt Milano and thinking that it was going to be one person. I think given the circumstance, I don't know if this has to be that way. Like, I think this can be, you figure it out as you go. And one other thing that I want to say, and this is a little bit more big picture, and I apologize, but you said you're not going to replace those guys. You're not going to replace those guys. And my thought is why even, certainly you need to try, lean in on the offense. If you're going to win a Super Bowl this year, it it has to be because of the offense. So I was actually on the Rochester radio today, and they were asking me, you know, are there any trade candidates out there that you seem like would make sense for the Bills? And they were talking about corners, and they were talking about linebackers and defensive tackles and whatnot. And I'm like, how about the offense? Because you just lean even farther into it. You're not going out there and trading for somebody who can replace Matt Milano or who can replace Tredavious White or Daquan Jones. Unless you can call the Broncos and say like, hey, is Sertan available? And they send him to you. Like, that's not going to happen. So maybe it means you got to go all in on Which he might be, by the way. Which he might be, But, you know, like if I'm the Bills and the trade deadline's a couple weeks away, I'm getting on the phone with Denver and I'm saying, can we give you a second for Jerry Judy? And what if they say yes? Then all of a sudden you have just another piece for your offense. Because at the end of the day, that is why they will win. That is why they have a chance to still go do something as opposed to going and trading for a marginally better linebacker and a cornerback who is maybe not seeing as much of the field on another team as they should be. Yeah, I like that point. I agree with you. I think that you know you go into this week, this past week against Jacksonville, they're second in the league in points allowed, fewest points allowed, 11 point whatever per game. They come out, they're still fifth best in the league. It's 16 points allowed. It's still going to be a good defense. But you might have to now say, okay, you know what? We're probably going to give up some more points. We're not going to be a top three sure. four defense overall with these guys. So you know what? How about we just make sure that we're still scoring 30 a game yeah. on offense, which they are right now, and they're the second or third highest scoring team, third highest scoring team in the league, over 30, 31 points a game. And I agree with you. Maybe that's the pr- formula for being able to do it. But they do have to try and you know go forward without these guys. Now, on the Milano and Daquan Jones front, I thought it was interesting, Sean McDermott on Wednesday, This is good news. This is interesting. He was not going to shut the door on either of those guys possibly returning. Now, before everybody gets too excited, we know these are long-term injuries. We know they're out at least four weeks and probably beyond. I think Daquan Jones has a better chance to come back before Matt Milano. We've seen guys with torn pecs come back in a couple of months, right? Mm -hmm. So you even remember John Feliciano a couple years ago in training camp. Yeah, Yeah. tore his pec. And um, was it TJ or JJ Watt? Maybe one of each. TJ Watt tore his pec last year, too. And I think he ended up missing... 
seven or eight games or something like that. Right. So I know a lot of it will be because when I went back and I listened to what Sean said, Sean had yep. said that, you know, they have either had surgery or are having surgery. So I guess that determines if it's something that Jones could come back from because if he has I think Jones is having surgery, but it's still, if he didn't have surgery, he could probably play quicker. Uh-huh. Yeah. But that he is having surgery makes it more of the like we'll Watt type we'll, of situation. We'll see. But it's interesting because they were not they were not keeping the cards this close to the vest for Tredavious White, for example. Right. Next day, they said, "Yeah, he, he's done for the year." So that's interesting. I but I also go back to Vaughn because it was kind of the same stuff with Vaughn last year. Yeah. And then a few weeks later, we found out, okay, he's not coming back. And where do you well? Go this is what the re, the reason why that happened is because they, they so found, let's take let's talk about Milano for a second. Yeah. So we knew Von Miller had torn some ligaments. It was originally an MCL, and then they had to wait the swelling go down. They go in and they say, "Guess what? We went in to look at the MCL, and the ACL's torn too." That's why that happened, and I agree with you. That can still happen, but with mm-hmm. Milano, there's been nothing yet reported about ligaments, and no. I, I think this is encouraging that this might not be a ligament situation, whereas maybe it was feared to be and it's not, and it could be just be the leg fracture that was reported. So yeah. if that's the case, you're still looking at a long rehab and maybe not even coming back this year. Mm-hmm. Maybe you could hold out hope that they make, they get into the playoffs, win a game or so. Maybe he's back. It reminds me of the Micah Hyde situation. Last exactly. Year, First thing is, I thought of. Maybe there's, that's what we're looking. So I think it's encouraging. And of course, long-term it's much more encouraging too, for both these guys you know, to be available even beyond this year, you know, thinking about their, their overall health on the defensive line though, Ed Oliver has been playing great. I think part of the reason he's been playing great is because of Daquan Jones being next year. Now you take that away, but I think you really need to still hope and lean on Ed Oliver there. But look with that defensive line and the defensive ends, the way they're playing, I still think that Ed Oliver can still make a a really, really big impact. Yeah. I was going to say he can make a really big impact and you don't have to worry about paying him because you already signed him to a contract extension because at this current rate, he would probably get more money. Yeah. Now you got to see what's Puna Ford, right? Like Puna Ford, we thought was going to come in and was going to be an immediate difference maker. And he hasn't even been active the last couple of weeks. So can he come in and kind of fill the void? And I don't think that anybody they could find will be able to live up to the play that Jones has been playing at. He's been awesome. Same thing with Milano, but I think I have a little bit more confidence in the defensive line just because the strength of the unit as a whole. I mean, you still have Ed Oliver, Von Miller, Greg Russo, Leonard Floyd, AJ Epinesa, who all of a sudden now looks like he's like a really good pass rusher. So you've got all those guys. I think that will be fine. That will be serviceable. It's the linebacker that's concerning for me because even though Terrell Bernard has been good, what is Terrell Bernard an entire season? And what is he when he's not playing next to one of the best linebackers in the entire NFL? I don't know. The only way that I know that you don't have to worry about that is if you average 38 points a game. And that's what I think the Bills need to do. Well, there's another significant injury that happened a couple weeks ago. And now we saw them trying to replace and trying to get by with Kyrie Elam. We need to talk about that as well. 